How can a movie be both one of the funniest movies of the MCU, while also featuring the most character development in a two-hour period? And how did they do it so wrong five years later? We see the peaks of so many characters. Marvel finally allowed their most exciting character to also be personable. Thor went from a Shakespearean nerd to a likable and flawed hero. Thor said it best when he said life is all about growth. You'll always be the god of mischief, but you could be more. Now it changed the trajectory of the MCU. Deeply emotional installments were now allowed to be funny. Up until this point, the most important MCU projects weren't all that funny. Avengers, Civil War, way less humor than Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man. Going forward, Infinity War and Endgame finally allowed themselves to be hilarious while not letting that get in the way of the drama. This one also ended a mere minute before the start of Infinity War, firmly setting this movie up as one of the most important in the franchise. At the end of the day, there's a lot to say about this one, but it managed to be what other MCU movies couldn't. A great blockbuster and a great rewatch at the same time. It managed to be exciting and deep at the same time. More importantly, it's one of the most fun movies I've ever seen. Thanks for coming back to the Wrong Opinion MCU Rewatch. We got Ricky Z. What's up? Uh, we're talking about Thor Ragnarok 2017 movie. You know, decent movie. Loved it to death. It, it's one of my favorite ones, and I'm still like always unwilling to say it's my favorite, but it might be. Yeah. I think there's a lot of cool parts, like as a as a comic fan too, because it doesn't really like it's not super accurate to any one particular comic, but there's so many different like polls from different comics. So I think for people who like comics, this this was kind of a cool one. It's kind of pulls from different storylines without having one overarching thing. Yeah, very very comic booky for sure. Yeah, and the vibe too, very very comic. Not the yeah cosmic extravagance. Okay, but let's do some <laughs> awards. <laughs> let's do some awards. What's your first award to give out for the night? I guess I'll do. Uh... Do Age of Oh, it's too early to do Age of Ultron one because all mine are for later. Taika Waititi funniest moment. Yeah, the Taika is early for that too, but I don't care. I think that's a good one because I mean that's why this this movie is why this is an award. It's worth yeah, named so, as such. so there's a couple that are named after this movie, so it's going to be a little tricky. Yeah, Got getting a couple uh, layups, easy answers. If if a movie has two awards named off off of it. In a uh, in a super low level podcast like mine, obviously it's a really important movie. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, yeah. it makes sense to me. Um, I had a couple, but really, I I still think I stick on one. You're pardoned from life scene. With, oh yeah. Uh, I don't know why it just makes me laugh. Kind of everything Jeff Goldblum did the whole movie was funny, the whole time, and it's like the whole <laughs> we didn't. You know, when you're first watching the movie, obviously now you know what's coming, but the first time you watch it, we're like, oh, it's his cousin. Oh, he's pardoned. And then he's like, nope, he just melted him. And uh, <laughs> that made me laugh. And he's like, ah, it's getting on my feet. Ew. Stepping yeah. in it. You know, that was funny. Um, I mean, we see like execution scenes sometimes like as gruesome as that one too, but they made it so funny by the way Thor was like, oh my God. Yeah. You're just like, like, I'm yeah, stepping whatever. in it. I'm stepping in it. Yeah, that yeah, killed very, me. That was funny. I, I liked, uh, I think, I don't know. There was a few others like, banner falling out of the ship jumping out but really not so well yeah um korg's little ginormous spaceship line cracks me up mostly everything from korg was funny but i think i don't the pardon from life scene 
and then probably maybe uh, for whatever reason close second you have brothers so maybe this will be laughable for you too was the whole loki turning himself into a snake story made me laugh that whole scene when they were in uh yeah <laughs> room was really really funny and yeah uh, just how how scared loki was when he saw hulk and then you know 20 yeah. minutes later when banner sees loki he's the one that's scared that was a really funny yeah. little that's kind of funny yeah I had... yeah, that was a that was a good. I liked that scene just because of the brotherly crap, where he's just like, "Oh yeah, he's trying to kill me a ton of times." It's just, yeah, it's just like, oh, we raid." He stabbed me. We raid, <laughs> so. But it's just like, so I'm like picturing little switching back and forth between blue Loki and regular looking Loki, and he's just like, though I guess blue would be regular, and he like Ooh. just being a little kid stabbing people. I don't know, made me laugh. Yeah, I think I don't know if this is the funniest movie. I think Ant Man. I think is funnier than this Ant-Man one. Ant-Man is pretty funny. But I think this one is tied with the first Guardians of the Galaxy for being the funniest while also having like deep emotion and good drama, you know? Because yeah, Ant-Man was really all that similar. Because yeah. it's all that, yeah, you're right. It's it's like all very cosmic everything. And then there's some pretty big stakes. Some of them, we don't even realize how big they are until a couple oh, yeah. of movies later. But like really big, but also really funny and silly. Yeah, and they kind of bring it in and out. Guardians the same way. They like come all through Ragnarok. It's like you don't even realize you just switched from being funny to being serious. Yeah, they just did it really smoothly. I talked about that in Guardians of the Galaxy too because I think that one didn't do it as well. Like they try, they interrupt the drama with comedy. That's that's how they do it poorly. Is when they interrupt drama with comedy. The better version is interrupting the comedy with drama. That's one. That's something that this movie does really well. Like there's a funny moment like, and uh, then it gets tense. You know. Yeah, it's like reverse cosmic comic relief. Yeah, yeah, co- almost a cosmic again. <laughs> cosmic relief, yeah. Cosmic um, relief. I put, I have got like, I narrowed this down. There's a I lot. Still have yeah, like this five. is. I I stuck with a short list because I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna write them all down. I have to just pick something because <laughs> the whole movie's funny. So yeah, uh, the melting dude. That that one was funny. The the pardon for life. Um, and then the sun's getting real low, especially Thor's like stupid little smile so as he stretches his hand out and uh, then gets smashed. So dumb um oh thor once uh once dr strange you know kidnaps or whatever loki and then he leaves his business card and then thor kind of pokes it he's yeah. like loki <laughs> is that you you turn yourself into a business card <laughs> and then the last one this one is i think super underrated you've been on a planet before yeah one planet yeah. <laughs> it, i think this is unpopular but i don't really like Korg. like you can take him out of any of the movies and nothing really changes and he's like a little funny but it's more just obnoxious like that's where it kind of crosses for me to be like i'll save some stuff for i have i have gripes with korg but he's like he's just like a funny so like for me i wanted um gosh what's the guy from ant-man Luis. Luis, yeah that's yeah okay i wanted him to do all the recaps for like every movie like going into coming up on infinity war Endgame, i think it was before Endgame where i was like man you know it'd be really cool is if he just did like because he did in the one movie where he did the quick recap of everything that happened yeah it would be really funny to have him just do that and it's just like a like a three minute video you can watch i thought that would have been so funny and then they kind of had a thing like that with korg what was that commercial for i don't remember that i don't remember but it was like really small and it was it was just a random silly commercial but I wanted. I was like, man, it'd be kind of fun to have him do a recap kind of thing too. Yeah, because um, that's kind of what he is. He's like a supporting, funny thing. But yeah, I mean, if he wasn't there, you basically only make, miss out on what would be comic relief, except for the whole movie's funny enough that. Meh. Yeah, you don't really need but, it, right? Uh, he wound up endearing me, even though 
in the first moments that the first time I saw the movie, I audibly complained um, <laughs> because of his voice. I was just like, dude, why? Um, See, if, because if it was he's that, not... if it was that just for that scene, I think that'd be funny. But then they kept him in, in as a main character. And I don't yeah, know. He, he's going. like, he grew, he grew on me to where like, I enjoy him and he's funny and cute and whatever. I liked I think... him in this movie. I, I, I to me, he kind of, I would get wore out on, like, I don't need him past this movie. Yeah. But like, I, I know I was pretty hot when we we're watching the movie because he is very much not this way in like in the <laughs> comics at all. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, but that, but I'll get into that later. Cause I got, I got pick a nits there. I'm always like, I obviously like comics too, but there's some things you can't really do in movies and comics. That's not really what this case was, but sometimes it's just funny. If you take a character that you're never going to see in a movie anyway, like Korg wouldn't have some major role in the MCU as he wouldn't not major role in the comics, but in, in the that. case that they did like as comic relief, then there's just more of a place for him. But I think he's, I think he's funny in like a, like a memeable way or like funny clips I just, as a whole character, especially maybe I'm, I'm, pouring in from the latest movie i did not like him that movie at all <laughs> uh, but i'm gonna go yeah, i don't know I, I didn't like him in the latest movie either so <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do the second <laughs> award named after this movie the ragnarok award for character cinematic peak believe it or not there's a lot hence the name um well yeah i'm, I'm glad you're going first because i'm boring with this one <laughs> i think i mean the three big ones are thor bruce and loki like thor finally has a personality and mm. like by the latest one it gets destroyed with too much humor but he's got like a fun personality but he's still dramatic and, and emotional and chris hemsworth is an awesome comedic actor so it, it works really well and then his his uh relationship with valkyrie i really like because it's like got a flirty friend thing but not like romantic or sexual and i think too often we jam in like romances into movies so that's a good agree. Fun thing uh bruce like i think when you watch the older ones like if you watch really up to this point he's just in avengers and then age of ultron and i guess at the end mm-hmm. of iron man 3 um as, as far as mark, mark ruffalo but you forget that he's like funny now or that you forget yeah. that he wasn't funny then you know what i mean yeah he wasn't funny until this one and now he's basically comic relief and this was kind of like that peak before we kind of went too far and it was relief. pretty funny it was i mean he was very funny like mark ruffalo in general oh, yeah. just like the awkward weird different kind of humor it was still well different from everybody else not different from what is done but you know he was it was funny yeah but he was he's not like not at all in the same way as this one right and And yeah in the old movies he really yeah he really wasn't funny before this at all and then now like oh did you watch she hulk yet i haven't watched you hulk yet you named an award after she hulk ms marvel yet i'm yeah i didn't name an award after that i didn't watch ms marvel yet either my dad told me i need to and i just haven't watched it um but yeah, like he's funny in She-Hulk, but it's almost like I get for me, I kind of get tired of it. Yeah, I can but, see that. you know, I have opinions. I believe it. They're usually they're usually dumb, or, yeah. or they're usually wrong. They're, that fits. Yeah, the show you gotta better. fit the show. Come on, get it, get over here. Uh, and then Loki, I think definitely speaks. Like this is be- definitely his most interesting role because he's still trying to be the god of mischief, but then Thor just stops falling for it. So he's like, well, "What do I do?" And then he's like a reluctant hero, um, and then you know he dies. So whatever. Yeah. And then on top of that, too, like I think Heimdall, Valkyrie, and Korg all also peak, and pretty much every other recurring character other than Odin. I think you'd say everybody peaks in this movie other than. I mean, you could say Odin peaked, I guess. Yeah, I, don't, I think he's just, just too short. I thought he was not a 
total jerk in this movie, which probably helped him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Better than the last one. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, I was, I feel like the movie, the MCU Odin was a welcomed departure from the traditional comics. He's just the worst. So, like more, more modern, not as much, you know, how it's been forever, but like, yeah, more modern. He's just, he's awful. <laughs> yeah. I like how they like he's like a reformed, awful father warmonger here. Cause if they had him being the guy he was like when Hella was around, that wouldn't have obviously been as interesting for the development of like Thor oh, and Loki. Yeah. yeah, there's some of those departures that are, you know, kind of good. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you have any Ragnarok awards? I mean, I, I do I said everybody, I mean, so you said the ones that so really I was like automatically thor obviously that's pretty clear um and then i was like well you know who else i think peaked was probably loki even including his show which i enjoyed the show a lot but i i think maybe this was his peak but i wasn't totally settled or sure i think the fact Um, that they're different characters like he's an alternate version of himself like this is the peak of this character because you see the growth and development at this point whereas that loki was like forced into that development because he's watched a video of himself dying you know yeah that's why that's why i said here instead of the show um and yeah so that would seal this one for me then and make that that's a good point but uh um then the other ones i was thinking about were heimdall because he's pretty obviously peaking and then i thought way more action than you ever have in this one oh yeah and i wish we had more of that but uh he kind of it's hard for him to do that when he's standing on a bridge but i i wasn't convinced that it's his peak because i haven't watched the other thor movies recently enough uh but Courtney and I were talking about rewatching all of them anyway or at least the first 3 and then we'll see but uh not because I don't want to watch the fourth one but because we just <laughs> recently saw that one um then Hulk was one for me where I was like uh maybe he might this might be his best I don't know and then I just came back to it's Thor I'm just going with Thor yeah so. I think I think <laughs> I think Bruce clearly peaks but Hulk himself I mean, it's, it's a different version. So I think you have to say he kind of peaks in like the version of Avengers just because that's the classic Hulk, you know, the uncontrollable rage dude. So you can separate those two, but whatever. And you got next pick. Let's go with, I'm going to bounce down one here. Let's go to the Hawkeye Award for most unexpectedly inspiring moment. I feel like, so I wrote down Asgard is not a place, it's a people. Yeah. Even though that also fits the mold for another award. Um, but it's also not i don't know that it's unexpectedly inspiring to get the inspiration from like i'm like a super main character like odin yeah or like a super cornerstone type character right. like him but ah so whatever it's in there i also put the little brotherly chat that thor and loki had in the elevator oh yeah because um, it kind of that one i was you know you're kind of caught off guard um, even the rewatch, I'm kind of, and I've watched this movie probably like four times, five times, I don't know. And it's like, you kind of forget because there's other stuff going on that they're about to talk and they do get serious for a second. And then you're like, oh, other than the fact that you can't trust anything Loki does ever, you're kind of like, hey, they might be having like a moment. And then like, again, like I have brothers and we all have like, obviously you have brothers, we all have friends and stuff like that. And you have like bonds with people. And then you start to have people have had like weird relationships. So you start thinking about stuff like that where you're like, oh, Meh, it's kind of inspirational, but yeah, then you get into like the the moment with uh 
you know, you got a mischief, but you could have been more later on in the movie. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think but, putting but those I, two together is interesting. Cause he's saying, you know, I can't trust you. You might as well just stand the car in the elevator. And it's like this heartfelt moment. And then two minutes later is betraying him. He's like, yeah, I, I know you're going to betray me. So I win. Yeah. Good it try, was kind of like, but even like through that, like the inspiration coming from obviously not Loki's actions. Yeah. Sucks, no. Yeah. But like, but like Thor's willingness to continue to love his brother and just kind of stay positive things, but also like honest kind of hurtful things. Um, yeah. Hurtful with purpose. But I, I think probably overall the, I'll probably give the award to the whole Odin speech when he's, you know, dead, but not really dead kind of thing. Yeah. Um, when Hello has Thor by the neck and uh, he goes and has a little vision talk with his daddy and, and then lightning comes out of him. Uh, that seemed like a pretty inspiring moment aside yeah. from the trash talking, right? Hell is doing trash talking. Uh, Thor zones out and then he, you know, does his thing. That whole, that whole scene is really awesome. Um, but the conversation with his dad where it's like he's getting perspective on on the scenario and kind of like realizing that he's he wasn't just a guy with a hammer. There's so much other stuff uh, that he just doesn't even think about. And Anthony Hopkins is really good. So, yeah, he's so that's the okay. that part. That scene is going to be the one that uh, that I give the award to, I suppose. Yeah, I put uh, he said it twice. But when he said that's what heroes do, that's what, the line I remembered the most after watching the movie the first time so mm. that i that's just what i what i what i kept thinking of i don't think it like holds up the same way as they like intended i thought they meant it to be like this cool line i think it was funny that both times it kind of got interrupted like the first time the, the hammer wasn't coming and there was a funny moment and the second time he threw a ball at himself in the face so i think that kind of it made it funny but it made it not quite the same impact they were going for I thought yeah. like this whole movie was like fairly inspiring because it's, it's just like a feel good movie about a dude who's like not as powerful as he thought, but then he figures out how to be yeah. as, not so. as powerful as he thought, but also not as powerful as he should be or could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think just in general, very mildly inspiring, you know, Monday night watch. Um, yeah. I, I, that, that line, the, that's what heroes do. Yeah. It's very it's, heroic. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> I felt like the movie's kind of more like honestly like visually inspiring, not just cuz it's pretty <laughs> yeah. but like the stuff that happens when it's like, "Oh, he's he can't get out of this one. Oh, he got out again." You know, you're kind of like, "Oh, that's inspirational, but not not in the normal way where it gets in your brain parts and makes you think." Yeah. I guess that's that's a good point too. I'm going to go um the eternals award for could this have been a limited series um i think it's got like a lot of emotion and it, it focuses on character development and as you're watching it you can like imagine like it's again like i say this with ones that i always say should be uh should win the eternals award it's got like different settings so you can see like where a different episode would be um yeah. i think this movie is just too like grand and like epic and 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 just glamorous and not be a blockbuster you know what i mean so i don't, I don't think it would have had yeah i do know show. what you mean i definitely know what you mean um because i said let's turn my page here <clears throat> no that was, <laughs> that was all i wrote <laughs> that's, that's all that i wrote there because i'm like uh, just it just seemed like it was really well timed and yeah 
the whatever two hours and whatever however long it was was perfect i uh i feel like a lot of movies that hit that past two hour mark you start wondering did this need to be this long and this one i did i never thought that and i've watched it now several times and i've never been like oh man i wish this were shorter or broken up into chunks it's it just is like exactly how i'd like to see it i think yeah yeah i think or you know really good anyway this it like checks a lot of boxes for like what i would say could be a limited series but it just it this kind of movie has to be a blockbuster so it shouldn't really be anything else oh yeah well and like like with any of the uh, marvel stuff too there's uh a lot of other side stories and and things that can be made into series so i always think about that stuff um yeah i think i feel like i say that every time we talk so i'm just like ah (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think we're both on the same page where more content would always be welcome but i think like a bunch of like little shorts just about uh like comedic shorts about like the grandmaster or just adventures on Sakaar. i think that'd be kind of funny like what they did with the i am groot little series yeah. i think that would have been fun which i still haven't i watched part of but i haven't yet but yeah i watched one i don't think it's made for us <laughs> i think it's, it's made yeah for it's like kids uh, who something like, you can watch with your kids yeah they advertised it that way when they were talking about it. They were like, this would be fun for the kids, you know, to start planting seeds in their brains so they're addicted to the MCU when they're adults. And then we've got built-in customers for life. It's a real Disney move. <laughs> I'm down with it. Uh, you got yeah. next pick? Yeah, I'll take I'll take next pick. I'm going to, honestly, the back page is really all things that should probably be weighted on. Um I'll go with Captain Marvel award for the character that inexplicably didn't help save the world, which I feel like I've said this every episode that I've been on. I might be wrong, but uh silver surfer. Um, <laughs> I think you didn't say that for the first Avenger. Oh yeah. That I think the rest sense. you did though. <laughs> well, that wouldn't make sense for me to say it for that one, but yeah, I feel like, um, so obviously maybe not obviously i feel like it should be pretty obvious this movie is a is pretty well split there are many other comics involved of course but whatever but really it's ragnarok and roll the walt simonson series uh within the 80s thor um and planet hulk those are the two at least for me when i watched it that's that's all i saw was those two things there's others sure but uh, those are the big ones and Silver Surfer is a huge deal in the Planet Hulk. In the, you know, I don't know if you've read that or whatever. Um, if you watch the animated movie, just ignore that because they didn't do it right. I haven't um, seen that one. I read the comic, I think, like the, to the uh, point where I don't remember it, but I know that I read it. But I it's a great, the movie. It's, it's a great, great story. Greg Pak was writing a whole bunch of awesome stuff and his Planet Hulk into World War Hulk is really cool. But yeah, there's like a whole thing where like Silver Surfer essentially frees the slaves of Sakaar, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I haven't read it in probably, I don't know, eight or ten years. It's been a while. I read it when it was new and then I read it at some point shortly after that. But uh, so I'm not going to get too deep into details because I'll mess them up. But yeah, <laughs> he, he would have been really cool. It would have been really awesome to have him show up. The animated movie of Planet Hulk, they use Beta Ray Bill who is also really awesome, but it was like, Hey, why didn't you, but I think it was, a, I think even with the animated movies, it came down to a rights issue. Yeah. So I think that would have actually been an awesome way to introduce him because like, that was one of my complaints. I actually don't think I put it, but complaints with the trailer is that they 
told you Hulk was going to be there. And yeah. I was, that's why I don't watch trailers anymore. Like I watch the ones in movie theaters because where else are you going to yep. look? But like I'll always like mute it if it pops up or whatever because I don't want it to be spoiled. And this one, like huge spoiler, Hulk's going to be in it. But that would have been cool if they told you Hulk was going to be in it and then ended up including Silver Surfer without telling you. Yeah, that would have been cool because then you don't get mad at him for spoiling Hulk, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly out. that's exactly what uh, Multiverse of Madness did. Like they didn't straight up tell you Xavier was going to be in there. But you heard his voice and saw like the the wheelchair, right? Yeah. And then, but what you don't know is John Krasinski is going to be Reed Richards, which fans yeah, you got all this other stuff happening. Yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. I put uh, for the Captain Marvel award. I mean, Lady Sif. Like, I don't even know where she is. (laughs) Like, they kill (laughs) off everybody else, and then I thought she was dead until I saw Love and Thunder, and just like, oh, you're still here. No, I should have looked that up because that's a good point. Like, does was she just filming a different like that actress was she doing imagine. a different show or movie or something because everybody else was there for eight seconds to be murdered yeah and then she just wasn't and it seemed odd because there was a lot of uh like female empowery type stuff between with with the valkyrie stuff and hella so it kind of made is, sense. Is Hella female just, empowerment? Is that a good representation of no, female No, but like dominating female presence. Okay, so it's yeah. like what they're ch- making choices with a lot of the movies is like, hey, we're targeting a certain way, right? So we're marketing, right? Look at, hey, look, strong guy. Now it's strong girl. Now it's big, scary woman and like all this stuff, right? So it seemed to make sense to me that now that you mention it, hey, wait, this is like perfect. Yeah. So it's like, you know Sif and Valkyrie do they know each other from like history of like warrior crap obviously they know of the Valkyrie I don't know if there's a connection whatever that would have been cool yeah that would have been cool but not there not um, cool enough for me to get mad so I don't care <laughs> I, I I'm i gonna steal from picking a net because we brought that up I was I like I understand why they killed everybody off so quick because YTT wanted to like separate himself from like he wanted like to restart Thor basically the soft reset and you have to get rid of some of the supporting characters but like there was just no it was so unceremonious you know they just like killed them off and yeah you barely knew they were dead except for the the final one yeah. uh, the asian guy whose name i don't know hogan hogan yeah hogan and then fandral and some other guy uh volstag volstag and volstag well, was that the one you forgot yeah sorry i was like distracted by children and i was like that's Not like even the listening. <laughs> most memorable of the three, too, like in terms of uh, remembering his name, yeah. or whatever. There's another one they could have thrown in uh, Hildegard or whatever her name is. She could have, I mean, she wasn't in the movie, but basically I've sipped for that. But anyway, ignore me. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know why they killed him off so fast. Maybe like Zachary Levi had to go film Shazam too quick or something. I don't remember. I, again, like I understand killing them off fast because you want to like, again reset the franchise but just it is kind of funny slow down and be like oh this is a sad moment you know yeah it that's true it is kind of funny how he did it um um it is kind of funny that he's like oh we're gonna reset oh they're all dead look ha 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 that's maybe not what he was thinking but that'd be funny i mean take a ytd it sound that sounded if he just is like hey guys we're gonna reset it check it out here's all the guys you like they're dead over (laughs) reset yeah cut his hair kill his friends yeah Oh, you like him with long hair? That's gone too. (laughs) 
Um, I would assume that that was a budget savvy choice. Like, dude, we're sick of the wig work and all this crap. Let's just give him his, let him have his real hair. You think in a movie that costs $250 million, they're worrying about the, the wig budget? Well, I mean, there's a thing that comes up in trivia later that talks about oh. budget. So well, I'm excited. I don't it's know not that, that cool. It's not as cool as you think. You're happening it up really well. Uh, you got <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really really marketing the crap out of this one. You, got you want this? Pick. It's not that great. <laughs> okay, so we did Hawkeye, we did Takeaway TT, we did Eternals, Ragnarok. I forgot to check these off as I was going, and it's oh, causing me anxiety. So it's cool. Um, let's do the uh, I am Iron Man award for best single line. Okay. Uh, I think that's what heroes do. Was my actual winner probably. Yeah. Even though, even though, like he kind of didn't really say it seriously ever. Yeah, but I you know think what that I mean? makes like, it that's even what made more it the best line of this movie because this yeah, is such it, a lighthearted movie. So kind of, like, I kind of thought it, right? like I kind of thought through the movie, and I think I thought this the first time I watched it too. Is like, oh, he keeps saying that he will eventually have a moment <laughs> where it actually has weight. Yeah. And it never happened. <laughs> so yeah. that's like it makes it even better because it's like it's like he's his own action figure now. So he's like. He's like, I'm gonna do this thing because that's what heroes do. And then he bounces a ball off of a window and hits himself in the face. And you're like, All right, this is good. This is funny. And the whole thing was Surter and like just that was funny. So I think that's probably my winner. But I also um I liked when Korg said I have to read it because I it's too long. Sounds like he had a pretty special and intimate relationship with this hammer, and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. That I thought was a really good one because in one line they kind of summarize the issues that he has later in other movies yeah uh, like it's almost like it's kind of like when you read a comic book and it's from a series that's been going on for a long time and they'll throw in a little blurb that's like hey if you want to know more read this issue here's a little quick blurb and we're done or they'll like have a they'll have like the character speaking dialogue and they'll throw in what seems like kind of a forced line and all it is is to explain to the in to a new reader what happened in the last issue to catch him up really fast. It's almost like that, but it's for the next couple movies. So he just says it really quick and you're like, Oh, Oh yeah. And later on, you're like, wait a second. That was like, it was like he was losing some, a part of himself or a loved one. And uh, so I guess that's a pretty good one too, but yeah, I think I like I'll still give it to that's what heroes do. Comparing it to comic. Cause I think comic books are like the, the Kings of lazy exposition lines, but you kind of need it just because their comics like now everybody's well, getting yeah i mean especially row, right? like you're talking about old school right before old school us, yeah <laughs> before like you and me were alive uh there's you don't have access to stuff the way that you can get it now like you can yeah. get digital books anytime you want i just read i mean i read under the red hood and hush and like two other batman stories in the last two weeks just because i had comiXology and just happened to be able to do it yeah um and that, like, you know, we can access crap whenever we want. We can buy it on Amazon. It used to be that, like, if you missed an issue, you would just miss the issue. Kind of like with TV when 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 we were growing up where you're like, okay, if I miss this episode, I just don't get to watch it for 10 years. So if you if you aren't getting that quick little catch-up blurb in the comics, you might not have a clue what's going on just by missing one issue. And now they still kind of do it. It's like a traditional thing. It's just like, hey, yeah. if somebody shows up in a shop, they're going to buy this right now. Yeah, they do um, like the whole, like, you have an extra big, uh, what, what do you call it? Like word bubble 
saying, yeah. oh, yeah, I remember last week when this guy attacked me. And then there's like the little asterisk. And yeah, and it's like kind of go by the out last of place, yeah. corny conversation you wouldn't normally have. It's like, oh, hey, man, do you remember a month ago when you like <laughs> stole my family from me and blah, blah, blah. It's like weird stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that with Korg's line, because it was silly and they played it off silly, right? Like Thor was like, oh, that's really nice. And then you realize like a couple of movies later, like, oh, that was kind of like dead on exactly how Thor was feeling. And he got kind of messed up about it. Yeah. And then they went way overboard in Love and Thunder by making it like an intimate, uncomfortable relationship. And I, I think they went a little <laughs> too far. Um, half, this, half this episode is me, me bashing Love and Thunder, honestly. This... So I, I didn't come here to do that, but I, I will join in as, as appropriate. Um, <laughs> even though I did overall enjoy the movie, I need to rewatch it. Cause one watch, I feel like I'm just not being, I don't know. I'm not being fair enough to it. I, that, yeah, I was more hype about that one. I think than yeah. probably any movie other than Spider-Man, any movie I since Endgame. Really, I was really amped up about it. I was like, super excited. Um, Jason Aaron's mighty Thor stuff is really good. Yeah. The Jane Foster stories, like the modern ones where she becomes Thor, are they're really good. Uh, there was a what if like forever ago where she did too, but um, like it's really good. They're they're all really well written stuff. It was like just weird. I didn't, well, they took didn't all the elements of this movie that people liked, and then they just like beat yeah. it to get to death and went too far with yeah. it. Yeah, gave where... them a bunch of steroids and cocaine and made another movie. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, like when, honestly, like we were a couple minutes in, you know, when Thor does that splits Ugh. thing. And I was just like, I'm already kind of done. Like, I was gonna... it's, it's so silly for that to be what it is. But I was kind of just like sighing in my chair, like, really? I'll still have fun. I'll still have fun. It's fine. I'll still have fun. And then I was just like, okay. Oh, that's really good. Ah, that, the whole movie was like, man, that's awesome. Ah, that's dumb. Like the that whole honestly thing made it was, worse. If it just sucked throughout, yeah, I it was hated like, it less. But there's like good just, little parts. It's like, just yeah, do that. It was like, do that up more. And down. It's just like when you're driving on a road and it's just hills and, and valleys the whole way up and down, up and down. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, my stomach is tingling. I'm tired of this. Just give me a straight, flat road. Yeah. Yeah. For goodness sake. And, and I was asking how I felt. say that earlier when you said that in this one, Thor was acting like his own uh, action figure or whatever. When he kept saying, that's what heroes do. That's, that's the yeah. same thing he was trying to do in that first one. It was like, yeah, I'm the hero. But it's just whatever. It you made know, me laugh in that. this one because it's almost like, Right, we come into the Thor series of movies, and it's like his first experiences with Earth. And I'm like, okay, he's specifically getting Western culture, and kind of a lot of people, right? Um, where they come from another country to Western culture, they often, in many eyes of people where they're from, uh, are tainted by our silly ideas and views on a lot of things. Um, I've had friends who were, you know, foreign exchange students who came. And the, some of the stuff they got into, not bad stuff, but just like the way they would speak and uh, behavioral things and even like affectations in, in their voice just annoyed their family. Um, I've noticed that. Because <laughs> they're like westernized now. And, you're, and, and so it's kind of like in this movie, he sort of got that, like he got earthed a little bit. Yeah. And now he's, he's, got, he's a little more silly and not as, as guardian. Um, and maybe that's what happened to Loki too, because they're doing that whole play. I don't know, but it was funny in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's another funniest moment that I didn't actually mention. I think I mentioned that is, this in it Dark is funny World, that though. that didn't make the cut for either of us. But... <laughs> yeah, but his uh, 
like one of my favorite moments of the dark world was loki's death loki's quote-unquote death fake death yeah um and then that's the one part that they make fun of was like the best part of their worst movie but they did in such a funny way like the just goofy screaming but talked about that yeah weeks ago um (laughs) it's so funny to me that they got matt damon to be in the movie for that yeah there's liam hensworth and who's the other guy jurassic park guy i forgot his name um so the other guy is not liam he's a different hemsworth but that was part of luke luke trivia for later i'm sorry stole it it's okay one of the l i don't remember his name sam neil older has the other guy (laughs) sam neil was so there was a different there was a jurassic park guy in there with even with jeff goldblum and everything wow look at that yeah the multiverse so many layers of thor um i haven't even said my iron man award yet it was are you thor god of hammers (laughs) that's a good one i'm gonna go first avenger award for the best one-off character i think there's probably four you could give it to here Uh, i'm gonna (laughs) go with scourge i think he's i had three that i wrote down and talked about but scourge is my number one i think he just like stole the show in every scene he was in because his like miniature arc was really compelling but it was so separate from the rest of the main storyline yeah completely completely unrelated yet somehow related yeah, he is one of the best, like, bad guy redemption stories, I think, because it's on such a low level. So it's not like... Because I think now we every single character gets a redemption arc by the end of the movie, and it's kind of annoying. And I think it's really important that Hela didn't get it because she was pure evil. Well, yeah, you, then, can't, you can't have all of it. <laughs> yeah, the secondary bad guy, sort of. It kind of... Um, it loses its value. I mean, it's like... It's a big theme in uh, Spider-Man comics, especially after... I want to say after they switched to All New, All Different back whenever there was like a whole push for like why should why can't we just rehabilitate people they have these abilities they have these talents but they have rough lives that that kind of thing and it's really awesome unless everybody gets it and then it loses its value yeah um, which i'm not saying in the real world we shouldn't apply that to everybody <laughs> but but realistically not everyone will take advantage of that some people you will give them all the opportunity in the world and they will still be awful Loki and they'll just be terrible or like they're pure evil, like Hela, right? Yeah. They're just there. There's no redeeming them. No matter. And Thor even kind of sort of almost did like a common ground conversation for a moment, but it's like, she's, she's not coming back. Uh, and obviously like, why would she, she was <laughs> hidden away by her dad yeah. and she was basically employed to murder all of the universe. And she's like, full-on crazy but the other ones like scourge where he's like basically just maybe didn't have a great dad or didn't have any friends or like he was never the fastest kid on the playground or whatever yeah i mean he's are. just a coward you know he's just a coward that's yeah, what most he just bad wants guys are in to real like, life right yeah. most he wants i think his answers to hello when she was asking about like his ambitions i think he was being honest he just you know he just wanted to be useful and be belonging somewhere and actually like have a purpose and he just seemed like he always felt like that guy who wasn't cool enough. So he had to lie and pretend he was cool and he's just insecure and, yeah. you know, just needed a hug or something. I don't yeah. Know. And even Thor didn't recognize him. That's a Tony Stark move. I think creating a bad yeah. guy. Cause you don't yeah, recognize. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly yeah. right. Like, we've known each other for a long time. Oh yeah. I didn't care. Cause you don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. You can't fly. I don't care about you. I don't but... go below B level characters. Uh, I don't even know what you are. <laughs> we were talking a couple movies ago. I think it was about Jamin Yamatsu. I always pronounce that wrong, but uh, 
is there about characters who or actors who like cross into a bunch of different fantasy sci-fi movies is there like a better um example than carl urban like he's uh, in like Jim every Ron single Hansu, franchise yeah i would say Jimmy <laughs> okay. Hansu, probably i would he's go in every carl franchise urban. and he's also well i guess carl urban's done indies now because of the boys um yeah He's but, not in any DC though. That's what that's what kind of keeps it up. But he's also in Star Trek and Lord of the Rings. If you're expanding yeah, to a bunch so, of like all nerd dumb, and he's also got a more true. familiar face than than Hansu. Well, that's because and he it, plays it, awesome character roles. Yeah, and and so because he has of the bigger boys. roles. Because before the boys, these. nobody would have cared. I don't I, like. I knew who Carl Urban was from some small stuff, but like, I don't think. I don't know if anybody I really. I think would he was always that guy. Was, Judge Dredd too. There's another one. Yeah, but how many people watched the new Judge Dredd? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, think, I think Carl. Ur- I didn't either. I think Carl Urban is number one on that list, though. Uh, who do you have yeah. for uh, the first Avenger award? Uh, Grandmaster. I wrote only him. He's the only one I wrote down. That's a good one. He I was think- so stinking funny. I just every time, and it's funny. So, like in the comic book, he's he's much more like combative, yeah. and he's he's more he's got like a Lex Luthor suit, you know that like a mech thing that he beats people with and he's very hands-on you know violent he's a decent fighter and in this one he's just like a funny little weaselly guy who's really just funny and just kind of being jeff goldblum with with you know david bowie makeup he's just like he's so funny he cracked me up i loved it this was a perfect movie to introduce jeff goldblum i really hope we see him again in secret wars and then obviously Hella is the I third. I do too. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was like almost too obvious. I guess I felt. Yeah. I think we picking... both picked the one that we thought was less obvious. So we didn't even mention the, the obvious one. But I mean, she's like one of the all time coolest. Like she's scary. She's a little she's sympathetic. Really cool. Yeah. She's a little sympathetic, but never not like overly to where there's a redemption arc. And she's just straight up evil. She's also super oh, yeah. hot. It's and... like I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like uh, what is crazy? Because like, I think. At least by the time we got to the movie, I knew it was Kate Blanchett, but it's like at the time in the trailers, you're like, who is that lady? Like, what yeah. is, who is that person? Because she's, she's a really good actress. So then it's oh, yeah. kind of like she kind of is in the role anyway, but like she's most of the movies I've seen her in, she's got lighter hair. She obviously doesn't have crazy person makeup on. Um, so it's totally different. But yeah, the character is super cool. The, the design and look of the character was really cool. Yeah, I've uh, never I'm kind of a sucker for like black and cool looking green. Uh, I don't know why that's like a thing of the last 10 years or so. I just it's like got a cool look to it. So anytime, anytime something's like black with a little green, I'm like, that's that, cool. like neon, <laughs> but dark green, like low. Yeah, green. like yeah. they started doing with like sports cars where they have like little tiny bits of obnoxious green, but yeah. mostly black. I'm like, ooh, that's cool. Or the, the Jets new uniforms with the, the really shiny Yeah, those black. are actually pretty nice, which is gross to me that I'm even saying that, but they do have cool uniforms. <laughs> but Hella, like Kate Blanchett, like I've never seen her in a movie that makes me think she could do this role. It reminds me yeah. of like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight where he like had nothing like that. And then... Yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. One, it's like, it's weird too, because like her being in the movie i don't remember it being very hyped up whereas heath ledger they talked about it way ahead yeah. of time yeah. so i was so in that sense, for a year like like a year before that movie came out i'm like this is stupid why are we even doing this like you were on, anti Heath ledger i very much was yeah and it was okay. like i've and actually he's he's the 
the reason that I'm not like that ever anymore with anybody because it's like, you know, I at the at the same time they were talking about Eddie Murphy being the Riddler, and it's like, okay, cool, but we already did a stand up comedian as Riddler, and I don't want to go back to that. Not that I didn't enjoy like Batman Forever is so much better than Batman and Robin, so I love Batman. I think it's my whatever, favorite. But it's I, not the best of those movies, but it's definitely my favorite just because it's like, so campy. And Jim Carrey was like really good at being a crazy eccentric half joker in being the riddler yeah i don't want another stand-up comedian even though they're totally different people but then at, you know and the heath ledger stuff was coming out and i was like dude i know why the guy from i mean like i love knight's tale i will watch the crap out of that movie but come on and then he did it and i was like i'm never gonna say anything again ever um there's probably somebody that'll make me say it but i don't know that's why when like you know Ben Affleck's Batman. I don't care. Uh, Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman. I don't care. Like, pick any part, and I'll just be like, fine. Mark Ruffalo's going to be Hulk. I don't care. Uh, I don't think cause... I've ever been like that to the point where, like, I think if an actor's been good in something, then I'm excited to see, like, what he can do in this next. Probably because, I mean, I was younger when Heath Ledger got cast, so I was just kind of, like, intrinsic with that. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, this guy that, who that's wasn't... a better approach, Yeah, I think. And, and it makes sense because for a lot of people, they can they act, they have range. They do other things. Not everybody has range. They stick in certain genres, but like he's, I mean, it's not like we're having Al Pacino play Spider-Man or something. Uh, But like, I don't know. I was kind of more aggressive about comic books in my younger age. I was just like, you have to follow the source material. Exactly. And then really it's like that because we didn't have comic book movies. So it was like, and it, I kind of thought it's going to end eventually, right? There's only so many that we're going to get away with before people stop watching them. And uh, you were wrong. Yeah, and I was, I didn't, I was one of those things where it's like two sides where I'm like, oh, this is going to go on forever, and everybody's going to finally understand how awesome comic book stuff is. And then the other side was like, okay, I was also studying marketing and public relations at the time when, um, you know, the Nolan Batman stuff was blowing up, Iron Man coming out, all this. And I was like, um, okay, so realistically, you can sell this to me, but eventually people are going to be the way they were in high school, which is like, oh, yeah, I like Spider-Man too. Wait, you actually read it? No, that's stupid. And you know what I mean? So I yeah. just kind of assumed the other shoe would eventually drop. And I was just like, now I'm like, it's an alternate universe. Get It needs to be true to the characters, but I don't need it line for line, shot for shot. I don't, that would be boring. But then it's always cool when they have stuff straight out of a comic. I'm like, ah, oh, that was cool. And so, yeah. yeah, Heath Ledger changed everything about how I view <laughs> who gets dra- uh, drafted, who gets cast for what. Yeah. Um, I think generally, too, like it's hard for a, uh, like a not like a, a drama actor to go into comedy. But pretty much every comedic actor or like Heath Ledger wasn't a comedic actor. But he's like a lighthearted actor can go into drama yeah. way better. Rom-com I, stuff. Yeah. Uh, That's true, though. You know, I don't really think about that a lot. Um, Where, like, the guys, like Jim Carrey, when they do serious, you're like, hey, he's actually a good actor. Or Robin Williams, my gosh, that guy was, like, a really good actor. Yeah. And you, But I don't think of a lot of guys who are drama dudes who are also... De Niro, he's he's pretty funny. He does pretty good with funny. Yeah. Uh, That happened when you got old, though, so maybe that's just like a... Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, you kind of get old. Yeah. Uh, You got next Um, pick, though. I think the only award that's left is She-Hulk, right? We got She-Hulk. Oh, no, wait. We still got a couple more. CGI. Let's go with She-Hulk. Also, because I actually do have a question that hopefully 
I, I was doing something else and I got a little distracted while I was watching at the end. And I think I missed something that might've answered one of my questions. But anyway, um, was Meek born with knife hands in this world or did he just mm. get those added on for battle? Like what kind of a weird bug is he? Um, I think at the end they're holding him outside think, of without, the he doesn't hand. have knives on his hand. He's got like little larva arms, but I thought it, I was like, wait, did he get squished and lose his arms? And I like missed it. Cause he's got these little funny little thingies. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I'm just going to probably scrap that question, but I figured we'll just hash this out now. Um, but the bigger question that I have from Meek is, is that thing that was in town, his brother or family? Um, that like, thing? Yeah. So like about an hour and 20 something hour and 23 ish minutes into the movie when they're like in the town square running around hiding during the yeah. Hulk parade, this big giant Meek looking thing. Oh. Like they run into it. It's huge. And I'm like, that looks just like Meek's head on a giant monster body. Their family. That's a good question. Maybe it's his dad. It's just, maybe Meek is a child. That's why he's so small. Maybe that's it. So he's like a child uh, warrior slave. That makes this movie extra depressing. Oh, and then his dad sold him to get favor with the Grandmaster. What a terrible parent. Oh, man. This movie's got a lot more. A lot more deep. Yeah, that was a good is... one, though. I didn't catch that. Accident. Uh, mine is way more ridiculous. So good. I feel like you do these better than me. I'm always like, oh, I got to do that one, and I'm never ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thor sees Hulk naked here. How many other <laughs> Avengers has Thor seen naked? So I think that's a good question. Yeah, and I, I got I've got a few here. So based on the fact that everybody before making a list, everybody born before 1950, let's everything hang out in the gym. I think Captain America definitely did the same, like in the locker room, the Avengers locker room after every single fight. So Captain America won, especially after he got his new body. He's like, I got no shame now. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, everything grew, right? Uh, I think he and <laughs> he and Tony had a super immature, like flashing competition. So like trying to get the other dude to see their, their weenie as often as possible. So you definitely saw Tony's uh, obviously seeing Black Widow naked. Don't need to explain that. So that's that's four out of five original Avengers. I couldn't figure out one for Hawkeye. So I think. Have you seen you've seen New Girl, right? I yeah. You know the episode where Schmidt keeps trying to see Nick's wiener when he when he's trying to feed? yeah yeah. I, I think Thor has that with Hawkeye. And Hawkeye's like, dude, what are you doing? And Thor's like, I haven't seen yours. I've seen everybody else's. Yeah, I could see that. I could really see Hawkeye doing a weird prank involving nudity, just to be like funny, yeah. um, and just be unfazed by it because he just doesn't seem bothered by it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Thor has seen Black Widow naked. I think they've definitely. Although initially, that's like your, that's like the gut reaction because it's like, oh yeah, remember that time she was like kind of a skeevy secret agent for you know Russia and she did like bad things. But I feel like she'd be like, "Ew, gross, go away from me." <laughs> I don't know, maybe not, but I definitely think the other ones. That's that's a good ask. Now I'm starting to think, who else is he? I don't think he's seen Rhodey naked. I try to get deeper and do all the Avengers. I'm like, I'm this has gone too far. We're just gonna stick with the the OGs. The OGs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna do poorly at CGI just to get out of the way because this movie looks really good. Like Hulk looked better than he ever had before or since. I think yeah. Surtur even looked awesome. I did like no really cool. Yeah, and like on top of that, I think this is the best like edited mcu movie so it's not cgi but just the editing of like the scene there's one scene in particular that made me think that when valkyrie is directing thor and it's in his point of view and kind of like flashes as he's going in on account it's just really well shot and really well edited yeah that's just a strength of what it is 
um, I can't say I can say Taika Waititi. I can't just say Waititi. Like it just flows. When I'm saying the full name, you know. Just call him Taika. Taika, like Taika, the rapper, but different. Exactly. Is that right? Yeah. Am I cool now? Yeah, you're hip. Cool. I don't think Taika's um, hip anymore, though. Yeah, I don't even know. No idea. I don't know. Never liked him. Did you have any other poorly aged CGI? No, I had zero. That's why I said this movie is just okay. Cool. I there was only one, and I was early in the movie. I was like, I should probably watch because I just don't recall there being visual flaws. And I know, like, especially on Twitter, where people are just like insane. But like, assuming someone has gone to film school, assuming someone has gone to animation school, um, and assuming they have other computer generating and and graphic whatever education and experience they can probably nitpick much deeper i cannot uh so basically if it looks like crap i call it crap steppenwolf he looked like crap right yep um so i know this isn't supposed to be like a crap on other movies podcast no, right it's all about yeah that's what i do he looked weird um so then so the only thing i saw was like um her there was a couple spots where i thought her head and antler thing movements were like weird just very early in the movie, it was like one split second where I kind of forced it in because I'm like, it might have looked fine, but I'm not going to rewind it to double check. I'm just going to write that I thought she down. was making some weird faces. I didn't know if that was... I thought that was more there, just her weird faces than bad there were CGI. A couple, so maybe it was funky CGI. Yeah, there were a couple where her like her voice seemed off from... Not, not in what was being said, but the tone and volume from how no. her mouth was moving but okay. but it could just be her because she kind of has like expressive lips like she has a really expressive mouth um yeah. so i don't know but the uh there was one in her first fight at, at in like in asgard she had like a flip one little flip landing that i was like i guess that's probably could have been smoother and that i felt like i was reaching for both of those yeah that i that's that was the best i could do too because I do remember that. I think I my theory on that, with like eighty percent of Marvel actors, they can do that practically, like a flip. But like Kate Blanchett, yeah. she's like pushing fifty. She's not probably in the. I don't think she, to do I don't that. think she is. She's she's up there. Let me see real is quick. She? Are you sure? I think she's younger than I thought she was because she was famous earlier on. Kate. But yeah, I guess Blanchett. you can look it up. Oh she snap! Is. She's fifty three. Yeah, she was forty eight when this movie came out. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. A lot of those people, like, so I know, I don't know how much because I can't remember. Um, I watched like a whole thing on one of those FX uh, movie things where they were talking about like weird Marvel crap and uh, whatever. Um, and they were talking about all the different acrobatics that these actors do. And obviously, like, we know like Tom Holland can do crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh, some of them, I don't. I th- and I think that Zoe Saldana can do some of that because she had like her dance background, but I don't, I don't know if like Scarlett Johansson can because she has a uh, her stunt woman is what's her face Heidi, moneymaker or something like that, and she's like amazing, like she does like ridiculous stunt work. So I don't know if how many of them can do any of that crap, but some of them they're obviously like pretty athletic. A lot of these actors. Yeah. Anyway you you're is up. it my turn yeah, okay age of ultron award for this was way cooler after seeing the next five movies um i had two i also have two that i went with uh the infinity gauntlet okay that pretty that's a good one. pretty obvious and then the uh the end credit scene 
not the uh, Grandmaster scene, but the uh, one where, where they're coming up, up on the ship. Yeah, because you see it happen, but you don't really know. Yeah, that's actually we, a really good one. because that kind of meant... know, but we don't really know. And I don't even think, I don't know if I knew at the time. We knew at the I, time because Infinity War is coming out in you know, eight months. Yeah, but like, did we know yet when it came out that like, okay, this thing he's coming up on is going to be Thanos? Or were we just like, something bad is happening. We don't know what, but we're going to find out in Infinity War. You know what I, I mean? Like, like, like when Infinity War happened and we start off with them, like pretty much everybody's dead. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> this end credit scene really took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a really good one. Cause like for me, that was like so obvious. Like I didn't even think about it because it goes right into it, but that's, that's why it was perfect because it literally went right into it. So mine were more. I wish I could things. remember how I how I felt when I saw it in theaters. I, I feel um, like I think I just I can't remember. I think I knew it was Thanos, or at least just guessed. It's a know. safe guess at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so I had two. Uh, Odin saying when they're in Norway, remember this place, home, because two movies later we find out that the displaced yep. guardians settled there. That's a good um, one because I almost wrote that down. Good job. And then in Endgame, Hulk said that Thor was the one that helped save him, and you, like through this horrible time. And then uh, that, you see that here when Thor's going through his rough time and Banner's there for oh, him. Oh yeah. So their their development was cool, and it pretty much started here because they didn't really have one. Yeah, they didn't really have any touching scenes in the previous two movies together. Well, there's yeah, that is that's a good one. That's what I'm here for. I'm only yeah. to. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm going to tear it apart by picking a nit. It's really not a lot of good ones. And I already said one of them, so now I only have three. I um, have plenty. Just far fewer than the most. You have plenty. Um, Actually, I think I have like three. I can't remember. So I I already talked about how they unceremoniously killed off the Warriors 3. Like, just make it make the scene a minute longer. Um, Oh, this one is really stupid. Yeah, I really... Honestly, can we just real quick? I would like to see what those guys made for this movie, money wise. Let's look that up real quick. Because you know, because like Zachary Levi wasn't an unknown person. You know what I mean? Like he was already in successful television shows and movies. Yeah, this is obviously years uh, after Chuck. He had, this is he had already made Disney money with Tangled. Yeah. Um, and other things, and right, Chuck was huge, and he's got to um, be. He's got to be at the point this is released, at least cast as Shazam. So, you know, that's going yeah. somewhere. And so it's like, you cast him just to kill him in, five, I mean, five seconds. You don't even see him on screen long enough to matter if it's him or not. You could have changed the actor and nobody would have known or cared. It's like casting, like, famous people to play the chipmunks, which I think I've talked about before. It's, yeah. It just seems like a waste. Yeah, I don't see how much he made in this. It's probably, it was probably he signed... A, a two movie deal or something to finish out the trilogy. I wonder if that's what and it then, was. Was like Taika's little deal to be like, okay, we're gonna kill you guys off, and also you guys have contract obligations. I'm gonna help you get out of. Ready, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, works. man. I got one more movie on this contract, and I gotta go do other stuff. And I'm trying to go to DC and do this movie. And he's like, oh, no problem, bro. I got a five second part for you. You're yeah. dead. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> next net. I'm gonna just get rid of that one. Uh, next net. Hulk. So Hulk in Sakaar, he's like the equivalent to like Tom Brady. Like he's like the yeah, celebrity, he's... <laughs> right? Yeah. How has Loki been there for weeks and still like surprised when he sees him in the ring, you know? I feel like he had that's, to have seen That's his... the part that like, I, I was wondering the same thing. Like have, 
because he said like, well, have I seen the? I haven't seen the champion yet. And it's like, well, did maybe they take, do they take weeks off where it's like, uh, like a large enough event that they're like, oh, let's wait a couple weeks. Even that though, but like get some more people to kill. He's got his face on the on the tower, and like maybe because like you know, that's he, true. He, he just wouldn't make that connection because the they are on the other side of the planet or in the uh, other side of the universe. And, I mean, but, like there's be... pictures of him too. Like he. he he at least wouldn't have been surprised, you know? It seems like he should have known. You're right. Because, I mean... At the very suppose, least, it wouldn't have been surprising because it would have been like, oh, I kind of thought he looked like him and it freaked me out for a second. And that that, was Yeah, that that's what scarier. that statue was. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of... I mean, maybe the statue... Like, we could assume, I guess, because Loki doesn't want to be around gross, yucky, poor people, that he would maybe stay indoors and not see the massive head being constructed. <laughs> Because there's no way they just did that in like two weeks. Yeah. You know, uh, that is weird. That's a good one. That actually leads to a good question, a good uh, She-Hulk question too. Like how how long was Hulk there? Because he was there for two years in Thor's time and in Earth time. But they said on Sakaar, like time just moves differently. So he could have been there for Mm -hmm. forever for like, you know, two weeks. You don't really know. Yeah, that's true. You know, when they come out the other side, we don't know. Uh, and then my last knit, it's it's really, really petty, but like Loki and Valkyrie's little fight after taking after talking to the Grandmaster, it doesn't really make any mm-hmm. sense. I always hate in movies when people are like fighting with knives or swords, but they're not intending on killing the other person. Yep. Like what what do you I don't, I don't know. What are you trying to prove right now? It was now? just a cool thing to show two people who have cool knives. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, they had no reason. I, you know, right I almost picked that scene for some other stuff, uh, where because it was like um they're fighting. They're kind of, I mean, seemingly equally matched. I think we can assume that Valkyrie's definitely better at fighting because that's her whole thing. Yeah. But she's also basically like mostly drunk. Um, But like she, after they battle a little bit, she does kind of the same move she already did and sort of just like beats him really fast in like two quick moves that weren't, at least by our perception, any faster than anything she'd done before. And the whole thing is like, why are they fighting? Like, I mean, I know they shouldn't like each other and he sucks. And, and then he said some stuff about her, you know, her sistren, you know, that seems kind of, you know, like crossing a line and whatever, but they already had their knives out. Like, Hey, we're out of the room now. Let's pull out our knives. Like, I don't get that. Yeah. Important I mean, question to raise from that. It's, it's still a cool little fight, but whatever. Is sistren a word? Um, uh, no. Oh, okay. It's like uh, brethren, brethren. Sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw how you so, got there. Just to know if that was an actual word. Yeah. So I didn't get there. I mean, I listened to a lot of reggae in my youth, and uh, these are terms that are utilized. All so, right. Uh, you've got a bunch of nets. Yes. Well, not really. I think I have like three. Um, so I have like when I do notes during the movie, my handwriting is really not nice. But when I do notes for comic book podcasts, they're much neater. So at a glance, I can't actually tell how many things I wrote down. So uh, uh, anyway, um, my nits going in, which I've pretty much learned to live with and I'm cool with, are all based around Planet Hulk, almost entirely based around the Planet Hulk comics. That is such a good story. It needs to be its own story because World War Hulk is awesome and you need to have all of that, but you're missing key Avengers and, and key you know, Fantastic Four people. Um, you're missing important characters that play into these parts. Silver Surfer being one of them. But the whole the whole thing in Planet Hulk that is so awesome is that he is like 
a completely self-actualized Hulk. So he has all of Hulk's strength and a lot of Banner's intelligence. So he's able to communicate, not in the weird Professor Hulk stuff we see later in the movies, and also in comics they do that, but like he has, he's just like the most dominant. It's like, I don't know, LeBron in his prime kind of thing where and I'm going to take out all of the other criticisms that we all I'm sure share for LeBron or whatever. I think Jordan's the best, but we're not going to get into that. But like LeBron, when he was in his absolute prime, which he's still pretty stinking dominant, the dude was like six, eight, 250 pounds and was the fastest guy on the court next to Derrick Rose in the entire league. Nobody could stop him. And I remember like the bulls playing him in the playoffs and it was like, oh, they're doing really well. They might actually win this. And then he's like, no, I changed my mind. You're not going to have a chance. And he would just kill everybody. And he'd take like three steps from half court and just jam it in people's faces and score whenever he felt like it and take the ball away when he felt like it. And that's Planet Hulk Hulk, the world breaker Hulk that punches a planet in half and then reassembles it like insane. Like he has strategy and tactics all in his brain. And he's also super powerful. So they kind of made him a dumb baby, which I actually really enjoyed. So then they get a wash, but it's like, man, the story's so good. I did like the costume design they did for him because it's okay. very similar to the like the stuff he wore in the comics for Sakar. But um, there's that. Uh, I would, I, think- I would just. It, it's not because I didn't like it because this, like I said, might be my favorite movie in the MCU. But because that pretty much kills off the possibility of having a Planet Hulk movie. I'm a little bummed, but I, I don't think that it completely destroys the possibility of a World War Hulk uh, movie. I don't know how they'll do it or if they'll try to, but yeah. I think where we've gone with the Hulk, I think that's not an option, but I Maybe. think I think that the movies are going to be reset, reset in 15 to 20 years, because like it seems oh, yeah. like there's a lot of movies. But compared to the comics, there's so few. So there's just not enough characters oh gosh, for yeah. anything. So that's I mean, so by the time I'm DC, like 60. We might have some we'll have a whole different lineup of stuff. Like you said, 15, 20, 30 years from now, everything's going to be different. Yeah. Um, I actually think that that might be something that happens at the end of Secret War is this universe is going to be, we're not going to see any movies from this universe anymore. We're going to have a whole new Captain America, whole new everything. Yeah. But Um, way off. I know. I think you're, I don't think you're that far off. Um, Meek and Korg, while I enjoyed them, uh, Meek was pointless to me. Korg also like, measurably probably not very valuable um he did make me laugh i i I definitely laughed but um cronins are like i mean they're like the thing in the hulk type characters they're these big powerful rock people i mean they're and every iteration you see of them you don't picture that that voice you picture like ving rames or some kind of power kind of sounding person um, even in like the cartoons where they've been featured, because I think they were featured in the Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon, a couple other shows that where they've actually put them in there. We they actually been in the Silver Surfer cartoon actually from the '90s, if I I don't remember though. But it was just was so different, so I that annoyed me, but I got over it. And we Meek did see is go ahead, go. We we what? saw uh Cronin. We saw Cronin in the Dark World, and it was more not. Oh yeah, you're boring. right. Yeah, for a yeah, second. Yeah, you're um, right. And that was cool because um, I remember, I think you're right with uh, Silver Surfer. It was in something. I don't remember it from a comic in, at that time, but I remember it from 
an animated show when I first saw it. I was like, oh, that's that's that guy. I think it was Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I remember it was something I, I never was saw that with, so with my kids, and it was like one of the ongoing cartoons. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." But Korg, the character, was created in the World War Hulk, or I mean, in the Planet Hulk so- uh, story by Greg Pak. Uh, so it was, it just seemed weird because he's definitely got like, I could be wrong. Maybe they pictured this voice the whole time, but I definitely <laughs> heard a much more powerful, deeper, scarier, brooding type voice. Um, and Meek in the comics has a, I mean, he talks weird cause he's like a weird alien buggy thing, but he has like a really dark dramatic story that's like pretty emotional and serious. Uh, and then in this, he's like a, <laughs> just like a giant larva. He's <laughs> like kinda... a pillow they carry around yeah, like a teddy bear for Korg. Yeah. What are those eggs? Are they, <laughs> they look like eggs. <laughs> like, that's pretty that he, uh, uh, and then the only other, the only other net I had was uh, Hella is not their sister, and that bothers me. Um, I think when they change stuff like that for movies, I'm always fine with it because it makes for a better story. Honestly, I don't think when I think whenever they do that is probably giving them too much credit. It, I, if I said whenever I, don't I do think that, it, that's too much. I think sometimes I don't think when, it hurts. It sometimes I, I, when they know. do that, it's okay. Yeah, sometimes and I do think it, it sucks. There's definitely been, and I would say if I was like, if I'm betting on Kevin Feige, I'm going to bet in his favor most of the time. Yeah. So I will lose occasionally, but I'm going to win most of the time yeah. if I'm betting on him. Right. I just think um, sticking to I the comic story for the sake of sticking to the comic story isn't always the right answer. Well, right. I mean, it's going to get weird when you start, they did it in their own way in the Loki show, but like if you just start having Loki shape shift and turn into a woman, um, they did in Loki where they have the the female Loki, right? Yeah. But they're not having it where Tom Hiddleston's shape shifting into a per- different person, because that would make it would be like too weird to execute on screen. Yeah. Probably and and budget wise, probably not the best either. But certain changes, and I I do think I understand why they didn't make Hela Loki's daughter, um, because though in comics and you know Norse mythology and such. These people, they're thousands of years old. So, of course, they can have daughters and sons that look like them age-wise. It, but probably, I assume, for most audience-going or movie-going audience members, they would be like, wait a second, why are they the same age? Yeah. I, that doesn't make sense. But said the same I, I, thing obviously, about like Nebula and Gamora. Sense, you know? yeah, Nebula and Gamora being the children of Thanos rather than one's a granddaughter, yeah. but they're the same age. That yeah, kind of makes it, more sense. But I think the story on top of it, having having Hela being this, I, I just because the whole story wouldn't have made sense if it wasn't Odin's daughter, right? And their long. But they sister. did. That's the thing. They did do. I, they get the pass on it because they did stick to what I really all I really care about, which is being actually loyal to a character. Um, and it, and it is aside from like her not being Loki's daughter otherwise it's pretty much her she's evil she you know rules over hell she's kills everybody she's a bad person um and she odin tries to stop her thor tries to stop her like there's all sorts of stuff and they pretty much it's not like they're copying the comic exactly but the nature of the character is definitely there so you get a pass Whereas like Meek and Korg, they're not even at all the same. They're not the same character. They look similar, but like 
Korg is not a mighty warrior. He's just like a guy who's strong and funny. Yeah. And Korg is like a dumb little bug. Uh, Meek, instead Meek of Korg like having little bug. What did I just say? Did I say Korg? Korg. I meant Meek. Yeah. Idiot. Um, but like, yeah, Hella. At least she was. She was consistent to like the source material. She still was that character. Yeah, just, just a different background. Just yeah. different origin that does. It doesn't actually hurt the story. I'm just picking at it anyway. What we're doing here? Do you have any more names? Yeah. Nah, cool. I don't have that many. So, uh, just because it rolls right out of the one we were just talking about, I'll go with missed opportunities. It may not roll right out of it for you, but for me, I just put Planet Hulk because I'm just kind of butthurt about not getting a live action Planet Hulk movie. Yeah, I don't think it would have fit here, but the fact that this movie exists kind of means that Planet Hulk can't exist. So right, and like I mean, in a way, they did. It's still there. They yes. are on the same planet. Uh, they got most of the key players, and that's cool. But missed opportunity. But uh, uh, again, though, missed opportunity. Not again. I don't think I've said this yet. A missed opportunity implies that what you did could have been better. And if we did Planet Hulk instead, we also wouldn't get the movie we got, which I really, really, really like. So it's kind of like, eh, something yeah. always works out. <laughs> um, so I don't usually include deleted scenes for missed opportunities, but there's one I wrote about it the other day that I really, really liked. Um, it I don't has, know if I've watched any of them. Yeah. It's got Banner and Thor. They're in the Grandmaster's uh, party ship. Um, it, they're bonding a little further. Banner's talking about his dead dad, and he says something like, do you know the last thing my dad said to me before he died? Uh, neither do I, because I wasn't there. I was busy focusing on uh, my science, focusing on my work. And then he tries to bond with Thor over that. And Thor's like, well, I was there for my dad's death. And it's because of this work that I'm, tr- I'm trying to do. Banner's like, yeah, that's it's not the same, but sorry. But they still have that little bonding moment. And it, it's really nice. <laughs> um, there's also a part where Banner compares Thor to Dumbo because of the, the magic <laughs> feather that you know the hammer he thinks that's the yeah. sort of power feather and thor is so offended he's like call me dumbo again i'm gonna throw you off the ship because yeah, oh, i have to watch that that sounds funny yeah all right uh, i'm gonna go uh we got two left i'm gonna go what age is the best and worst i think loki as an anti-hero ages really well because that's like yeah. now, that's how we view him as, a, as an anti-hero, right? Especially after his, his new well, show. Well, that's how many people view him. I, I think, like, if you're thinking it. Loki now, you yeah. can't think anti-villain. But for the previous three movies he was in, in the previous, what, six years? Yeah, just He was, like, guy. on best villain ranking. So it, that, that ages really well. And that's another thing they changed from the comics, I think, is a welcome change. Um, and then... That was, that was pretty good, too, because, like, when he was tied up in the chair was when I was, like... Hey, you know what? He was really like straight up evil in the first movie. Yeah. You know, he was just like really bad in like in Avengers. You're like, wow, that is a big difference. And you don't realize it because it's kind of over time. Yeah. It's a very but there was, good there was no slow change. There weren't not that I can remember anyway, any redeeming points in his first appearance. You're just like, yeah, he's the bad guy. The end. Yeah. No. Uh, the comic book has had. I mean, I mean, there's so many comics. Uh, yeah, with so stories, there's a lot of good versions of it. But oh yeah, and it's just like quick, like hey, you know, he's helping right now. We know he's gonna be crappy at the end, but he'll help for a minute. Yeah, but like this, yeah. Now he is kind of moving into like, yeah, he might be a good guy. Yeah, I mean, even Doctor Doom helped with 9/11, but he's still kind of a bad guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that I think is my favorite all time. Just not comic series, but just favorite comic, like single book. Um. But then the aging, aging the worst is Thor 
not being the god of thunder or i'm sorry thor i I worded this weirdly but thor the fact that he's not the god of hammers that is never touched on again like he doesn't any use any of his natural powers without the hammers in any other movie and he he goes right back to to make a new hammer and then in the new one you just never see that again it's kind of a bummer i can't i can't remember yeah, I can't remember seeing any time, even like cutesy little stuff where it's just yeah. like, oh, look, he can do a thing with his hands or something. That's true. That is a good one. Cheesiest fight scenes, best fight scenes. I only put, I mean, so I almost wrote down the Loki and uh, Valkyrie scene. Yeah. But I didn't. And I wound up going with just the dialogue free fight with Surtur, which I really enjoyed a lot. Yeah um because that was actually one of the things i was worried about because i'm like man they named the movie ragnarok and really the big guy in ragnarok is surter so if you don't have him and i'm like i don't see how they're gonna make a bajillion foot tall demon who is pretty much just made of you know fire and lava rocks like how are you gonna make that and then when you open the movie and i'm like holy crap they did it he's like right there and he looks really awesome uh, but all the dialogue was so silly and corny and like him talking to a skeleton, like leading into the scene. And then he just kind of falls there and they start getting into this dramatic dialogue. And then he's like, Oh, hold on. Wait, I'm coming back around. Hold on. And it's like, it's, it was really funny, but it's, it's cheesy. I think it that worked. Was, that's all I put. It definitely worked. If, yeah. if, if it were like one of the a later scene or like a climactic scene, like that's obviously like worst fight of all time in the mcu but because it was the opening scene and kind of set the tone for like now we got a funny thor yeah Um, it was it was i definitely enjoyed it and it's like i know cheesies usually has some negative connotations to it but yeah uh for me i didn't put i didn't have anything that i put in there and that was the closest like obviously there's a lot of deliberately corny kind of silliness that one was like in a fight scene so i'm like oh okay it's silly that was just the only thing I really came up with. I put for my least favorite fight scene, the the cheesiest fight scene, the one where Hela killed all of the Asgardians, like kind of her first step there. Because it was supposed to be like this awesome like slaughter fest. And I, I thought it just like worked too fast. I, I didn't really like the shooting the knives out of the hands thing too. Because like, again, just some things don't work in movies that do in comics. And I, I just thought it looked weird. I think that's like my least favorite scene in the movie. I, it's just the pacing was weird and it's probably shorter mm. than it needed to be. But she was so good in the role that it still looked good. It was still enjoyable. Yeah. But it's something that like every single rewatch, I like less and less. Like, See, I, think- I like the knife hands. Uh, I thought that was cool. Although I think my favorite one might have been when she did like a knife elbow into Thor. That was pretty cool. Oh, that was cool, actually. But like... That one was good. Yeah, it's like weird and she's just like has knives just like kind of manifesting and just like chucking. But... uh I liked that, but you're right. I think that scene could have been longer, and I wouldn't have complained at all if it was just a little bit more brutal. Yeah. Um, I think there were, this was really until, I don't know if that's right, but I'm going to say it. Up until like Multiverse of Madness, I think the bad guys just weren't all that brutal. So I'm hoping that kind of sets a precedent where we see more of that just like straight up slaughter fest. Yeah. At well, least for I mean, one or two scenes every few I movies. I think for the first many movies, they're kind of like, we are going to pace ourselves for the really big Thanos stuff where he's, he's awful and he kills, you know, half of everything. Yeah. Um, so then it's like, okay, now you can kind of, we made it through that first big chunk. Now we can, uh, now we can really kind of pour it on. 
but but yeah i mean she did after all the bodies hit the ground you're like dude she killed so many people in such a small amount of time which is uh, i don't i don't mind it but yeah I if it was another couple minutes i probably would have been like okay cool maybe another thing that were, uh, that bothered me i hate when big fights especially like like there's no blood like they like she's going to be at least throw some blood on her right i complained about that last week with homecoming yeah, like, yeah and it's kind of like the i feel like they were still in the maybe not maybe i'm wrong but like that that pg13 side of keeping it a little less yeah, but I mean, just Brutal, like a, maybe. A, a splatter of blood on the cheek. Just yeah, that's, me a little that bit. seems like it's not throw too much about. to ask for. Yeah. yeah. And then for best fight scenes, uh, the I just the single shot of the of Thor, like electrified, jumping onto a horde of zombies. Oh, yeah. As Zeppelin Absolutely. plays. That's like an all-time NBA, uh, NBA uh, all-time MCU shot. Yeah, um, that was awesome. But as far as like best fight, I think the Hulk versus Thor fight might be my favorite mono a mono fight in terms of like cgi fights like if you're talking oh, yeah. like like there's a lot of cool like grappling with like winter soldier and stuff but like cgi fights one-on-one oh, yeah. -on -one, i think that's my favorite yeah it's not like it's not like winter soldier or civil war where there's just like tons of hand-to-hand -hand combat it's like you know otherworldly violence and uh but that hulk thor one was really cool getting like the the short clearance between like the hammer thing the axe thing the sword stuff and he's like flippy spinny and then they're like lightning punching in the face you know yeah I like uh, that, a lot. that was pretty cool yeah I, my uh my favorite would be definitely him when he finally summons the lightning up in there you know that was really cool i do if i remember right the trailer actually showed a glimpse of it which i can't remember if it showed that or if it just showed him with the lightning coming out of his eyes um, yeah there was a couple the trailer shots they the had trailer. It with both eyes obviously they cgi'd mm -hmm. it or un-cgi'd it or whatever um to make sure he had both eyes in the trailer yeah and then in the movie when that scene came up i was like i ah, he he's not gonna have an eye how are they gonna do this yeah uh, that's another missed opportunity too like there's a lot of stuff in this movie they just never touched on again like the missing eye and the electricity without the without the hammer i mean they kind of touched on the missing eye where they're they like give oh, him an eye they, 10 minutes into the next movie, right? No, it was... Uh, didn't they what, not do it till Endgame? No, he got the eye in Infinity War. He did? And then there's a little, like a... like a Almost an Easter egg in, in Endgame when he was drunk and he was putting in eye drops. He only put it in one eye because only one eye was real. So that's just a funny little... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I gotta keep rewatching. There's so many dang movies, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely... that That, like you said immigrant song comes on lightning comes out that was such a cool sequence everything with like rainbow bridge and all this cool like it's just very much in the vibe of the the 80s stuff with the from walt simonson and like i think jack kirby was the artist for that i'm gonna feel bad if i get that wrong but i also don't care because he does a lot so um <laughs> yeah or did a lot i want to be wrong about but yeah there there was uh definitely like that that scene was so cool just all the all the electric crap <laughs> flying around and bodies getting chucked and where he's like punching and like kind of like sword he like jabs a sword at hella but it doesn't actually hit her the lightning gets her and like body slams her to the ground like yeah. that was that was really cool yeah just that last fight general was awesome sign four bum, bum, bum. useless trivia uh the friend from work line that was suggest, uh, suggested on set by a Make-A-Wish kid. 
interesting. A, the this is the first time the Hulk was voiced by anybody other than Lou Ferrigno. There's Mark Ruffalo doing the Hulk's voice in this one. The Grandmasters champions that are shown on his tower. It's Better Ray Bill, Man Thing, Ares, Bi Beast, Fen Fang Foom, and the Nightcrawler. Doing from Nightcrawler. There's a hyphen and a the. Um, there's a uh, we've talked about this a lot, but there's a ton of different comic book storylines that were kind of interwoven and like picked apart and placed in this movie, like Planet Hole, Contest of Champions, obviously. At the yeah, right. That one too. Um, and then there's a that lot was of- another that was another thing I was bummed about was that we're not really going to get a real Contest of Champions thing because of that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, and then a lot of small plots from like other comics, mostly like you said, uh, Walt Simonson, and then the another little the Valkyrie that Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie reached for right before she died. She had the same look. She looked just like the Valkyrie from the comics. So that's a funny mm-hmm. little, not funny, but a nice little touch there. Yeah. And then uh, Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, they rarely let uh, movies use their music. And almost all of yeah, the time, super rare. It's, it's a music movie, right? A movie about like rock, but they allowed mm-hmm. it here. And then Immigrant Song was one of the most popular songs of 2017, despite being 47 years old. Yep. Pretty much the same story when School of Rock came out. They did Jack Black did like a live at a at a concert like plea to get Led Zeppelin to let them use the song. Yeah, and then like that year it was like crazy high downloaded. Yeah, <laughs> even though it was you know at that point whatever thirty years old or whatever. Actually, most of the ones you got, I had a friend from work line being from a Make a Wish kid, um, and um, I also had the. I was pretty sure that was the first time that it was without Ferrigno. I don't know about forever, but yeah, as far as like the modern Marvel movies, that was the first one where Ruffalo got to do the Hulk voice. Well, I mean, he did the animated Um, characters in the show, and then obviously he did the original show from the 70s or whatever, and then he did everything so far in the MCU, and he also did the non-MCU Hulk ones too. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's all of them. In those movies. Yep. Um, I know that I know Neil McDonough did it in, in, or at least I'm pretty confident he did, but that was later, obviously much later, but yeah, there's like, I thought, I thought that was a cool one. Anyway, I also had, uh, the older Hemsworth brother that was the actor version of Thor on Asgard, Mm -hmm. uh, which we already talked about earlier. Fenris, the wolf, right. Um, is actually also, um, mythologically, uh, Loki's child. Yeah. So, so in the, mythology i don't know about in the comics if fenris is his kid because in the comics there's also fenris which is a whole different thing if you watch the gifted you'll anyway um so in the norse crap um hella is loki's daughter and fenris is loki's offspring as well um and then the only other thing i had was the doctor strange scenes um now i don't know if they were doing it if the script stuff was going to be similar or not, or, but either way, basically they were getting ready to tear down set. I don't know if it was in the exact moment or if it was within a couple of days or weeks or something, they were going to tear down the set stuff from Dr. Strange and Taika Waititi was like, Hey, we should uh, just use that, save some money. So the story goes anyway, it was yeah. filming those Dr. Strange scenes was uh, at least in part, just smart budgetary decisions. Yeah. That might be another missed opportunity. The fact that he was, I thought he was going to be in the movie way more and I was excited for it. For like a, That's true. I mean, you're talking about people who 
you know, inexplicably didn't save the world. He went to another planet for infinity war. Yeah. Uh, and end game and all of that mess. Uh, but he just kind of kicking it in New York. Oh, cool. You're taking your dad and your brother out of here. See ya. It's not his plan. I want to see care. Gosh, I want to, I want one of those rings. Courtney and I were talking about that when he's just like Loki gets mouthy and he just swipes him off out of his, out of his, uh, <laughs> sanctum. You know, he's just like, off you go. Yeah. Just once when my kids are like, Hey dad, and I'm like, I already answered this. Bye. <laughs> so, yeah. Another bummer that we don't get more. We never see Loki and Dr. Strange again together. And now that maybe we'll true. see them, but and it'll I be a different like version of Loki. A, they'd have like good, good banter, I think. And yeah. it always does weird me out though when people are like when they're playing American accents, but not naturally American voice. He has people. a terrible American accent. I rarely um, hear like a bad American accent, but wh- which one? Benedict Cumberbatch. You don't think it's good? I've. Like, I, think I feel like terrible. that's a pretty standard American accent. Uh, he's, the great I thing mean, about he sounds American like a guy doing an American they all accent. Sound crazy. Yeah. There's there's definitely some words, but he kind of just sounds like a regular old boring white dude. Uh, the nice thing, like there's so many different regional goofy accents we have all over this country that you can kind of get away with anything. That's fair. But like, I feel like it'd be hard to film with somebody. Um, like, did you see the Ugly Truth with Gerard Butler no. and Catherine Heigl? Uh, it came out when I was in college. So he's playing an American guy, but he asked to do an interview on the Craig Ferguson show. Like, I feel like that would be really hard as a Scottish dude to be playing an American talking to a Scottish dude and not messing up your accent and like, coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've also never tried to do that. I feel like I would just default to whatever I was born talking like. Yeah. Because, um, of course, funny. we're all born speaking languages. Idiot. Um, anyway, in America, you have an American accent. You speak American. Yeah. <laughs> what language is that? American. Uh <laughs> All right, Probably. can you skip Thor Ragnarok in your MCU rewatch? I'll let you go first. So I'm trying to give like the actual like what's probably correct, but I'm going to say I guess. I just don't know why you would. Because um, <laughs> really like as far as what ties into the next movies, like you said, Thor only has an eye patch, apparently even less time than I remember. So really the end credit scene and the brief glimpse of the Tesseract the rest of it's kind of in its own little Thor world. Uh, See, I agree some, with that. Some of it's some of it's not, but it's like it's stuff you can get from other movies. I just don't understand other and also New Asgard. Like if you don't have the introduction to New Asgard, that's that part's pretty important. Uh, but think... it's like if, if you have to, like you explained it to me before, right? When you're like, if you're meeting somebody and you're like, hey, we just started dating, we're, we're gonna go see a new MCU movie. And you haven't seen any of them. I don't know that you'd be required to watch this because I could kind of catch you up on what happens in about a minute. But I just don't know why you would want to skip it because it's probably the most fun movie to watch. I think a lot of what you said, I I totally agree with. And most of the plot doesn't like go in that, you know, a storyline, the the number one storyline of the Infinity Saga. But you just be so confused at the beginning of Infinity War. Like I think that's that makes true. it that's, unskippable. That's what I'm saying. I wrote down, I guess, except the end credit, which is mostly, you know, like that's the end credit scene in New Asgard. Yeah. The, that like, end credit scene, though, you're right. The next movie, you would be like, what on earth? 
I think there's like some levels of confusion that are okay going from movie to movie and saying it's skippable, but there's just so much missed stuff. Like, I don't like, you don't know how they found Banner or why Loki is there or that he's alive or like, why are they friends right now? What happened? There's yeah, just too many. Too, mis- you're, you're, you know, you start a movie off with Thanos and then you've got Thor, Loki and Hulk all in the same spot. How did that happen? Yeah. So yeah, good. They, I'm so just- relieved that I can keep this on the, yeah, you can't <laughs> skip it. Cause I just, if you skip it, I just wouldn't be able to respect you as a person. Yeah. But it's Fair. like, whatever, you know, I, I feel like I, I was kind of going at it like, yeah, I guess you could, but you know, we definitely aren't friends. Like, yeah. Uh, but, I think but there's no, probably, oh, I'm so relieved. There's probably like five movies that are like, you, there's no point. You can't even think about skipping it because it's the point of watching it. Like, you know, Infinity War and Game of War. And then there's yeah. like a step below. And that's, that's this one, I think. Where if you take it like out, this, you're just way too confused. Yeah, and it, it. I mean, you're right. That is, those small little bits are so key in very soon after movies that it's like, ooh, yeah, sweet. That's so nice because I was like, man, I just, I just can't believe <laughs> I'm about to say you can skip this movie. That just seems so stupid. You need the end credit scene for the for the for Infinity War, but like, uh, maybe. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I'm can't happy. skip it. There can't we go. Skip it. Settled. Uh, so where does it rank? We got four levels of Pantheon, Awesome, Dig It, and Skippable. Skippable just meaning it sucks. You've got it in Skippable, right? No, I have it in Pantheon. Oh, okay. So that's that's why my pre my two answers don't jive. Where I'm just I was like trying to be like, because I feel like my default for all of them is no, you can't skip it. Why would well, you skip it? There's two and, different. When I say skippable, like, like can you skip it? It's like you can probably skip uh, the Winter Soldier and be okay. But it's not a skippable movie because it's exactly. too good. Because it doesn't suck. Right. Yeah. So like this is like, yeah, I, when I'm looking at the MCU rewatch, I feel like the other times we've talked, I don't want to say you can skip anything ever. Because I'm also like that with like the comics is like, yeah, there's the main line, but you should also buy these 37 other issues that tie into it. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? Are you a crazy person? <laughs> and then they're like, no, you're a crazy person. And I'm like, oh. Well, I have my Twitter friends and we're all weird together. So leave me alone and I'll go hide in a discord chat somewhere and we'll just be weird. Um, The best people who like me are the ones who've never met me in person. That might tell you something. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's for me because it is, I think probably the most rewatchable movie in the MCU. Oh yeah. It's probably my favorite. I feel weird because I was, I was such, I still am, but like, so very very raised on spider-man batman superman and like x-men stuff that if i'm if thor is my favorite movie i'm like what that just seems weird but it's so fun and i love it it's so it's definitely for me a pantheon movie it's funny how far x-men has fallen off from not like almost fallen from grace because like they used to be like the main ones right it was like spider-man in terms of marvel is spider-man and then probably X-Men. Yeah. And then they released a couple crappy movies. They're not part of the main MCU. Uh, Marvel stopped making good storylines with them in the comics because they wanted to promote their their movies. Um, but they so no, they wild. have, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. They've had some really, really good comics and they have some massive followings for all the stuff that happened with all the Krakoa stuff. And uh, people are like crazy out of their mind for this Hellfire Gala thing that I never even cared about. But like... There's maybe still, I just I mean, stopped reading them because I got too into the MCU. The comics are, and I'll tell you, I've been reading a lot less of them because there's I've largely because I just cut my budget down a lot over the years. But like, 
Um, and I, like I read uh, indie stuff more when apparently Alexa decided my lights should go out. Alexa, say, the... turn on master bedroom lights. <laughs> is that the video? Stupid idiot robot. Um, so no, anyway, I've, I've read a lot less X-Men over the more recent years, but um, there are huge amounts of people still reading um, X-Men based books. Uh, Nightcrawler had his own little series recently. It was pretty cool. I didn't finish, but it was pretty cool. I saw that. Dom- I the Domino, uh, the Domino comic from a few years ago that Gail Simone wrote um, was really good. I like that one a lot. But yeah, anyway, um, we were talking about something. Yeah, you're right. Though, but movie, like movie wise, movie wise, the X Men stuff. Like I didn't even. I haven't even seen Dark Phoenix. I Me never either. saw New Mutants, never watched New Mutants. No. I will eventually, but like I was amped up to see those movies and then I was just like, never mind. Yeah, I think I'm going to do care. go through the X-Men movies and it'll take, you know, a third of the time as it did to take the to do oh, the yeah. MCU even though it's 20 years older. Um, but I still haven't seen Dark Phoenix yet and well, I didn't like I'll I'll eventually watch it. I know I will, but like I rewatched the first X-Men not like just a couple years ago and i still love that movie uh x2 is still awesome x-men 3 gets weird but still you know watchable and then the newer ones had moments that i really liked and moments i kind of didn't care for they've all been up and down but then basically the consensus i hate to let other people decide for me but basically everybody's pretty made it clear that new mutants and uh dark phoenix are not really worth the money so i'll stream them when i get a chance (laughs) <laughs> uh where everybody freaked out for deadpool but who cares okay deadpool's different um yeah. where does ragnarok rank i've got it it's a clear pantheon like i mean thor was one of the Word. coolest avengers for the whole time oh yeah but he had no personality right like people who said he was their favorite just dug his biceps and long hair but like yeah, quickly, they're even this bigger movie, in this movie so. yeah he got huge in the last movie um yeah. but he, he became one of the most engaging probably the most engaging Avenger over the, the next three years of three straight movies played yeah. by one of the MCU's most engaging actors. And more importantly, like in this movie, a third of the original Avengers, they finally got a proper development. It's so, yeah. took Hawkeye another three years in a TV show to get that, but whatever. Five Gosh, years. I love that show. I do too. Uh, it's also one of the funniest MCU movies. It's just a, awesome. If you're ranking the best theater experiences and the most rewatchable movies. They usually it's, it's hard to be high on both, but this is high on both. I think. Oh yeah. It's awesome for just chilling on the couch and awesome for doing like a deep dive and paying attention. And truthfully too, like as it, it, it kind of, as far as like family friendliness, it kind of hits on all strides for everything. Like you can watch this with a pretty broad demographic of people. Yeah. Um, we're they say like orgy. I, that's I'm the tough part. T- that's that's exactly what <laughs> that's I the like, one word orgy. But when I was a kid, there was a band named Orgy, so um, I wasn't allowed to listen to them. But what? I was like, I mean, I knew about them in like third or fourth grade. So how bad could it be? <laughs> Probably pretty bad. But it's like, well, you can't really explain that away. It's just like, oh, it's just some adults doing weird stuff because then my kid will say it somewhere, and I'll be like, no. I've always thought about that. How do you explain that? Because you don't want to like. I, I feel like about what, what I thought about today is, don't want them repeating it. Exactly. What I thought about today is I would say something along the lines of it's like a party for grownups, but it's not okay. It's not appropriate. So don't, uh, no, just don't talk about it. <laughs> just make it clear that I don't want you talking about this at school ever. <laughs> but, but other than that, like, 
because even the violence isn't it's not horribly like you said there's almost no blood even like his eye isn't very grotesque or anything <laughs> it's kind of just like oh they burned it with an iron like it's what it looks like but like that could have been it, so you too. so you can watch with like your you know your older kids and like younger ones like i don't think my four-year-old's gonna know what he might he'll probably repeat orgy yeah that'll be him um but like there's not there's not much for language there's not much there's really like no sexual content that i can even remember um other than chris hemsworth abs uh, yeah. like oh and you Inherently know sexual. Butt, but but hulk's nudity isn't sexual at all it's just funny yeah um so it's like this is like pretty well balanced if you're talking about like the mcu trying to find that balance of like good for grown-ups and safe for them to kind of invite more family it's i still am not i don't like when people bring five-year-olds to movie theaters just stop it unless it's a paw patrol movie my gosh quit bringing them to these movies but but yeah it's not like it's gonna scar them for life do you remember people got uh, mad at deadpool because it was inappropriate so stupid and they're like well, they, you he should have warned us better like what do you mean like putting an r rating on it or something like marvel marvel yeah exactly marvel put out a warning like, I swear, people were more protective about taking their kid to see Passion of the Christ than they were to see Deadpool. And, I mean, that's fair because that movie was brutal, too. But, like, <laughs> like you're talking horrible graphic violence because it's rated R. Well, now you add graphic violence, sexual content. That they allow on a plane, language. Too. I was watching that yeah. movie on a plane. I expected that's the crazy. sex to be cut out, and it was just At out least, there for everybody to see. Like, Deadpool 1 has that scene is so long, too. And you're just like, dude, this is dicey to be on an airplane. And I have seen it on an airplane, too. And I'm like, but, like, I was so blown away because Marvel put out a public statement about the movie. Most of the movie theaters that I had seen had warnings and, like, specific to Deadpool, not just 17 and up. But, like, this Deadpool movie is R-rated and, like, had their own sign for it. Several movie theaters that I was seeing online said you we will not allow anyone under 17 period because we're not going to be held liable or guilty for you and your bad parenting like i don't understand how you can get mad when it says right there it's rated r with a whole list of reasons why it's rated r i don't get that it's so weird and also like it's not like he's a new character the dude's been around since like 1992 and he was offensive then but he wasn't allowed to swear the same way because comics code and all that yeah but like like that was a no-no when I was a kid. He looked awesome, so I had like trading card, and my parents like you're not reading any of the comics though because it was, but it was all like PG-13, lots of innuendo, and like just crudeness, but not he can't he can't swear like that in the comics. There's no nudity. He's not cutting people in half, but like people, man, people are weird. So I have in my rankings, I have it at third. We've got Avengers, Iron Man, and then Thor Ragnarok at three. Dang. And then after that, Guardians of the Galaxy, Winter Soldier, Civil War. In Awesome, I have the first Avenger, Homecoming, and Age of Ultron. Dig it. We got Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Guardians 2, Thor, Skippable, Iron Man 2, The Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk, saving a spot for Love and Thunder. Thanks again for listening to The Wrong Opinion MCU Rewatch. We'll be back next week talking about Black Panther with Josh Clark. As always, check out my writing at strfacts.com. That's S-T-A-R-T-E, facts.com. Ricky's on the Wednesday polls and the weekly polls. Two different things, mostly about comics. Till next week, peace out.